Civilization Day 50 years on today, the day after Valentine's Day, something very extraordinary happened to our money. D-E-C-I-M-A-L-I-S-A-T-I-O-N publicity campaign didn't sound like Max Bygraves but it was part of that campaign in 1971 for that new money. <laughs> Tom Hart is a professional coin dealer in Ottery St Mary. Morning Tom. Morning Gordon. Were you around 50 years ago? I was but I was only about four years old so I vaguely remember my granny giving me one pennies to get me up in the sweet shops and that's about well, you were, well, you still are a little younger than I, because uh, I remember it at school. It, it was, uh, you know all the history, though. It was uh, a baffling day for many, wasn't it? I think people were completely confused. They, they were used to a system based on 12s and 16s, um, when you go back to groats. And, um, groats? And yeah, I don't go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that was, that was the way the system worked, and people then had to change over to, you know, one, you know tens. And uh, it seems so simple to us now, but back then, I think people really, um, really didn't understand it. When you compared the new half penny to the old threepenny bit, and that threepenny bit had a number of sides to it, and it was very heavy, and the new halfpenny. Well, you could have lost that very easily. The, the, the thing that people didn't seem to like, Tom, was the new money, the, the feel of it. Well, I think the, um, the half penny, which we mentioned, that you heard people talk about, yeah. when you think that there was, um, you know, the half penny replaced the old penny. So you went from 12 pence to the um, shilling to... 10 pence to the shilling, 5 pence to the shilling, or yeah. 10 half pences to the shilling. And people thought they were diddled by effectively two, two old pennies. But when you think of the size of the coin, I mean, the old penny was huge, and it's what, probably nearly you know, an inch and a, inch and a half across in old money. <laughs> um, and the half penny was only about 10 millimetres. Um, that shows the value the old penny actually had. It was tiny. It really wasn't spendable. Is it fair to say that the last editions of coins that were issued pre-decimal, would they be worth something now? No, quite the opposite. Um, before I came on air, I just wanted to check the mintage of the 1967 penny, and it was 600 million, um, which is probably enough for everybody, every man, woman, woman, child in this country to have 10 each still nowadays. Um, what happened was that people got all excited about decimalisation. They thought, oh, I'll keep all the old money because it's going to go up in value. In years to come, it's going to be worth a fortune. So people were trotting off down to the banks and getting £10 bags um, of old pennies and £10 bags of half pennies. Yeah. So you had 2,400 pennies and 4,800 half pennies or, uh, in, in £10 bags. Um, they would buy £100 bags of florins, um, and the rule meant rubbing their hands together because the more that people go and went to the bank to hold them, the more they minted. And the 1967 penny was minted 
1970 with the same date on it to feed the demand of the public hoarding. Yeah. Um, many yeah. years ago, I, I bought 47,000 coins of one person. 47,000? Yeah, and they were all bagged up in mint bags, um, all dated 1966, 1967. Before, when you, when, you, when you did that deal, I'm, I'm just trying to picture the scenario. You went around, I've come for the money, mate. And uh, you, you, <laughs> did, you, did you actually count them out before you left, make sure they were all there? Didn't need to, because they were still in mint bags, sealed by the Royal Mint. Perfect, um, perfect. <laughs> Um, most of them, I mean, the copper and the brass, effectively the bronze, the pennies and hankneys, brass rotty bits, brass rotty bits went to scrap metal. They were just melted for scrap. Yeah. And all the um, florins and shillings and half penny, those highest florins, selling sixpences, they all went. They were just cashed back in the bank at face. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the bags, so I didn't even mess about with it. I just. But nowadays, the banks don't accept the predestined stuff at all. No. They've stopped, they've stopped now. As I said, this this is your job. You're you're a professional coin dealer. Uh, dare I ask? And, and you don't have to tell me if it's in your personal collection or not. But uh, the the rarest or most valuable coin that you you've handled that's, that's been uh, through your office. Probably my most memorable one was a a coin of Zanzibar, where the catalogue. Well, I actually bought it at a specialist coin auction, and it was missed by the experts um, in a in a bag of other stuff <laughs> um, and I recognised it because I remember thinking I've got a bit of photographic memory when it comes to coins and uh, I remember thinking I've seen that coin in a book but only as a pencil drawing and I went home and checked it out and I said it said three known examples and it just said that with no photograph and I found number four wow which was how much would you say it was worth well I got 15,000 for it for one coin. Yes. But that is an exception. I'm of afraid course. to say that 99% of, well, 99.9% of the coins I see, uh, or even sell, are generally under £20 each. But your expert eye spotted it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yes. Uh, Terry's been in touch in, in South Malton. You'd be interested in this. Terry, uh, and she says, I was six when decimalisation came in was a primary school teacher up until a few years ago and taught all the decimal measurements. However, if you ask a 10-year-old their weight, they'll tell you still in stones and pounds, their height in feet of inches and the distance to wherever would be in miles. Isn't it funny how young people are still using imperial measurements for other things? It is. I mean, you see um, road signs with one in six rather than the degrees on it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I've, I've always found it amusing that uh, the United States still use um, imperial. They do. And you, want, and you wonder how on earth their, uh, you know, their spaceships can join up with our spaceships. <laughs> when they're actually made in different, <laughs> they measure in different systems. That's a tremendous point. That really is. Uh, are you going to mark today in any special way, Tom? Uh, no, I'll probably just be quite... Fascinating hearing from you, and uh, if you get a chance as well, look online, everybody, and, and just look up. Preparing for decimalisation, I mentioned earlier that the post office brought out training stamps in the same colours and values as the forthcoming, as it was then, decimal values. That's extraordinary, isn't it?
your halfpennies, your threepences, your sixpences, your florins, your half and full crowns, and dare I say, tell this one to the teenagers, your guineas. Thank you very much indeed, Tom. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling me. You're more than welcome. I think I covered all the spectrum there, didn't I? A guinea! That used to be a thing, because uh, larger items, Angela, who's a part of our team this morning, uh, you know, you would see adverts on the TV uh, by this new three-piece suite. 129 guineas, and you would have to work out how many pounds that would be. A guinea was one pound and one shilling. Well, there you go. I'm learning today. It's a school day today for me. Yeah, and that would that always that always confused me. A guinea, you know, why not just say it's one pound five p, or one pound and a shilling, as it was, because. It was another way of inflating the prices. We knew what was going on. You can't pull the wool over our eyes. 